0: This is episode 8 of I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. I'm Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and I'm a commercial property expert. I help female entrepreneurs have more money and time for their family and business by taking over all of their business premises problems and negotiating them some fab deals. I've been a property surveyor for over 10 years now and I've made the government over £50 million and it's time for me to help small businesses thrive hope you enjoy the episode. And despite what has been announced, we are actually with Gayna and David Ramsden. Hello, how are you? <laughs> we're very good, thank you. Yes, you. Thank
1: you so much
0: for joining me, short notice. So <laughs> well,
1: We're not doing it without alcohol
0: either. Oh, well, I have sent out uh, gin and uh, Sicilian lemon, which is Really lovely. But obviously you didn't get that because the invitation didn't come to go to you. That's
2: rude, we have to provide our own
0: alcohol. <laughs> I know, I'm so sorry. What <laughs> what are you drinking today?
1: We're on Rioca. Yes. Yeah,
0: mm. Spanish red, our favourite. Yeah. Wise choice, wise choice well made. Yeah. Okay, so tell me all about your business and what you do.
1: Well, am I going? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well
0: we We're a bit of a double act. Yeah, <laughs> it's we... like one interrupts the other. <laughs>
1: When we met, obviously, it was all with regards to the uh, the Facebook pages for uh, small business and about uh, developing uh, your Facebook page as a a tool to market your small business because we'd just come off the back of uh, launching and running our own business um, down in Dartmouth, the Champagne Cruise Boat on the River Dart called the Biz Boat, which we launched, ran and sold all within one season, all through Facebook. Uh, as as a Facebook marketing tool. And and that was basically what we're calling our Gap Year. Because for the last nine years, prior to that, we were running a a, a local marketing organisation where we were working with local independent businesses, helping them get found and get noticed and raise their awareness and and gain uh, local customers uh, through social media, face-to-face marketing, um, business development. We we did the whole gambit of um, printed media, marketing, networking, um, face-to-face and uh, social media the whole sort of marketing issue basically. in a local town in a local town all constrained by a, a, a local geographical area which is Bolton
0: this is perfect actually because it's small business Saturday isn't it on Saturday so this is it perfect. is yeah, and I've seen correct. so many pictures around um, kind of Instagram today of uh, free parking as well so everybody needs to check out the local area and see if there's free parking for you guys too
1: we're on a business business show tomorrow morning on uh, Bolton FM, which is a local radio station, talking about uh, small business Saturday and, and 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 really what we're doing moving forward in Bolton because Bolton FM was was a, a good strategic partner of ours with uh, with our whole marketing business previously. Uh, it's a great little local uh, local radio station, and said, well, now you're back up in Bolton, you need to I come and know. tell us what, uh, what what's the next phase.
2: Small business and, and buy local is in our blood. It's what we've done for so long that. Um, it was. It was just. We, you know, we did it for the ten years, and then um, obviously had our gap year. Every business, every business should have a gap year. And prior to that, um, we had our own. We own, Yeah, 20 years. twenty-two years. So, so it's just what we do. And so coming back um, mm-hmm. after our gap year and, and getting back into the, uh, the business arena, it's natural that we sort of step back into. Um, supporting local independent businesses. So uh, so that's our next venture, isn't yeah. it? Well, we think everybody
1: should have a gap year in their midlife. So <laughs> <Yeah>. so,
2: um, <laughs> it's better than a midlife crisis.
0: <laughs> well, <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm on husband number two, and husband number one firmly had a midlife crisis. So I've warned <laughs> husband number two that that's just not in the offing. He's not allowed one, but he's definitely allowed a gap year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, yeah. so. I mean, yeah. I'm sure includes champagne. Art included champagne. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. You, right. So I love all of the things that you're um, going to do and I love all the things that you've done before but obviously what sparks in my heart is the boat and the booze cruise tell me everything tell me how tell me why everything because it sounds fab and i yeah, and it, really, definitely incredible. tell me all about how you've sold it on because you've sold it on to a fabulous woman as well haven't you yeah. yes yeah, yeah. so absolutely.
2: louise is uh, and she'll probably watch this louise so uh, we should do a live with louise as well she could tell her journey of the continuation that wouldn't be live with white That'd be live with fizz with fizz yeah not yeah, well, that's yeah. Fizz, yeah for good. i'm okay with that like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> see we're, we're on your wavelength we get the alcohol thing <laughs> so 100%, um it, with the gap here was um as we said we had a marketing advertising business um for um sort of almost 10 years nine, nine ten years and got to the point in that business that we thought we, we were doing loads of business coaching and um, lots of stuff with small businesses and um, and part of what we were talking to small businesses um a lot about was um, to follow their dreams, you know, it's all about um, ticking off goals um, having vision boards, all that kind of stuff
1: being it, in business is a lifestyle thing.
2: yeah, but it's not about it's not about the 9 to 5 and, and so um, so we, we've done a lot of that, our business was very much a lifestyle um, in, in that respect, but um, we were saying about, talking a lot to businesses about what goals they had and about um, doing things so that you can tick off um, things on your life plan, and we suddenly thought hang on a minute, you know, we're not doing that you know, we, we're not really, you know, we, we, we'd we had on our vision board for it for as many years as we have been together. David would always say, what we're going to do is um, we're going to have a boating business on the River Dart um, and doing something. It was never, yeah, live in Dartmouth. And, and the reason why that came about is David is ex-Royal Navy, so we went to Naval College um, in Dartmouth and um, we got married there. We've been there five or six times every year since. Um, and, and again, just got had the book, really. And so um, we had some coaching ourselves years ago. Oh, probably 10, 11, yeah, each. a lot of years ago. And I remember her saying, close your eyes. And um, if you opened your eyes now, where would you be and what would you be doing? And it yeah, was, it's so important to have that visualisation, isn't it? And it was that miracle question thing, if you could be anywhere you wanted to be and all that kind of stuff. And so um, immediately, you know, it was, It was. we would walk out of our house, be walking down to the river, go and get in our boat, we'd have this business. And, and, and that's what it looked like. And so um, when we just decided, actually, you know, we're not, we're being disingenuous here, we're sort of telling everybody to go and do this and we're not being bold or brave enough to go and do our thing um, it's time um so it was time so we sold the house um, sold the business. sold the business um, which was quite scary lived in a caravan on the east coast um of the uk for a few months because we were homeless um it was a nice caravan still is a nice caravan as you probably, you probably know we did lives from there um but um it, it was quite scary um, and on December the 1st, um, last year, last year yeah. we moved to Dartmouth and had no boat, um, nowhere to live. Um, we had a rented house and uh, didn't know anybody um, because, you know, it's just a completely different experience turning up in Dartmouth um, for a holiday. As yeah, it 300 is, miles
1: from where we live.
2: Yeah, as it is turning up um, to live. Things like, you know, and I laugh now, but like the tip. Going to the tip when you've everything, the tip was something like twenty-five
1: mile round <laughs> trip.
2: You know, and where we where we live now, it's like oh, we're we'll just next to the tip, you know, and and, and it's 10 um, minute ten, less than a ten-minute drive. Right, right. Right. So so it was like a special adventure <laughs> going to the tip. Anyway, we digress. But so that that was when it was, um, and we. Um, but well, you went out to Portugal, didn't you? And um, we built relationships again. This sort of bi-local thing. Um, we built relationships with quite um, a cottage industry boat builder um, out in Portugal, building building very nice boats for um, that were water taxis. You, you you know more about
1: the boats. Tell Basically, me. The, the boat was, was a sort of a, it was a Spanish style um, fishing boat, but they were being used for water taxis in Barrow Harbour. Uh, and so when we saw it this a, is a perfect style for what we were looking for because it's a large open deck space where we could put a table to see 12 people around because when you when you're doing that sort of business in, in the uk you've got a, a maximum of 12 passengers you can take without having extra qualifications and such like so from an insurance point of view and a qualification point of view you can take it to 12 passengers. but this boat's a perfect size for it so we uh, and the price was right so we sort of bought this brand new boat and Engine and brought it back to the UK, and, and uh, you were marketing, Brazilian marketing it on Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I, I
2: took everybody on the journey with us. So um, you know, we, from before we had the boat to our David's Royal Navy background, all that kind of stuff was just this. Unfolding um, story of how we came to be.
1: And yeah, you
0: really sold the story before you even got passengers on. Before you even bought the boat over, hadn't you? Oh, really? Yeah, we yeah.
1: had bookings before the boat arrived. Yeah. yeah, so I
0: mean, you know, I remember one guy coming
2: on the boat and he paid over five hundred pounds for a cruise, and he said to me, um, he said, "When I paid the money, I suddenly thought." I've not even seen a boat,
1: and so <laughs> because, it wasn't, a boat because it wasn't. All we had
2: was an artist impression,
1: and it <laughs> because it's not here. <laughs> so,
2: so it was that, and we, we we had ten bookings in the diary before um the, before the boat actually arrived, and um, which was phenomenal, and um, but that was really down to um the marketing and um, bringing people on the journey. So, you know, something we massively advocate now is about engagement, telling stories. Um, connecting with your audience, um, and building relationships is what it all, about, all, all boils down to and it's really funny because as that journey went on people were coming on board and they knew so much about us um, and they would make reference to things in our life that we were thinking, Oh um, and then they oh yeah, must have shared that in a story on Facebook. Um so you know, it really, really um, paid dividends as far as marketing the business. But um, you know, and we had an absolute ball. What we realized though early on is that it wasn't going to be our forever plan. Yeah. And, um I I cried a lot about that, um, you know, being really candid and really honest because um I was afraid that um we sort of made this big leap and then all of a sudden we were gonna change our minds. And the reason the reason that we thought it wasn't gonna be our forever plan is um it, it, I missed crate like crazy uh, the business contact, I missed the networking. Which we no, I no at, all. at all. I missed doing the coaching, I missed the contact around marketing and, and seeing changing businesses. But um, also, um, you know, it it was quite physical um, on the boat. And and David shouts at me for saying this, but um, I was watching David sort of dangling off the front of the boat um, one day thinking, you know, because it was quite strenuous putting it back on the um, on the moorings and things and thinking, how long is he going to want to do this? What's oh, your he of getting
0: old? You know? so he's so dumb. <laughs> he's so nice. So In the nice. nicest possible way, you're a little bit older than 21 now. Yes. <laughs> Will you make it to 25?
2: <laughs> but it is a genuine consideration thinking, actually, you know, um, is he going to want to do it for five years? Is he going to want it to? Well, probably not. You know, it was it was fun, we I mean, we had a lot of fun. Um, you know, and and the reality is that we knew it wasn't going to be forever. So we had two choices really doing that: of do we keep it and run it for a few seasons, really build it up, um, and then sell it. Or do we sell it right now, having um, it, it, it's still quite fresh? Yes, we've stamped our mark on it, but it's established. But do we sell it to somebody that can really stamp their personality on? So we just chose that route, didn't we, to... But well, we put um, it out
1: there, and, and, uh, and there was somebody that wanted to do that, and that was great.
2: And I've been saying all along, it's really interesting selling the boat, because I've been saying, when we decided it wasn't going to be our forever plan, and when were we going to sell, I've been saying, what would be really great is if we could sell it to somebody local, who um, we could then really handhold through the process of um, taking over it and marketing it and, and that sort of stuff, um, at, you know, rather than somebody really anonymous that just comes in and, and buys the boat, sort of thing. And let's exactly, it, it somewhere else. And we had, we had an inquiry actually from a guy in Geneva, was it yeah. Geneva? Yeah, Lake um, Geneva, he wanted
1: to take it to And he wanted to, to, to take, take it taxi. over there as a the
2: water taxi. And we were just, you know, you just think that's not where this boat belongs here. <laughs> you know, we've got this emotional attachment to this boat. Um, and then Louise contacted us and said, you know, she'd inherited some money, a fire, was from Dartmouth and um, who died. They didn't live very far um, from Dartmouth, and her and her husband wanted to run it. And it was just like, oh my god, this is just amazing. Um, and we spent okay. sort of taking them through um, the handover process and a um, bit of a baptism by fire because Aidan, her husband, had done no boating whatsoever. So David's stacking all this stuff up like, you need to do sea survival, you need to do first aid, you need to do VHF radio. He was like, oh really? <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> You know they're, they're there now, and I saw some pictures today that she's out on the river, and um, you know having December days doing boating and, doing... and, and coming to the
1: sort of the, the alcohol part of it. I it was it was called a fizz boat, and, and our plan originally was to have because we'd gone down there, we visited lots of local vineyards because there's lots of vineyards around Devon and, and uh, sort of the surrounding area, and lots of sparkly, English sparkling wine producers. So we thought, right, we will we will just totally have English sparkling wine. It's just that that's what we're gonna do. We were gonna
2: champion English fizz, weren't we? That's
1: that was right. our message. So if you have seen see picture of the boat at all, the, the, the decal is all it's red, white and blue, it's sort of the it's that sort of British feel about it. Hundred
0: percent British. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And the yeah. logo
2: and everything was very British. Yeah.
1: But we got cold feet on that one because the reality is, while English sparkling wine is exceptionally good and it's and it's won awards above champagne. There's a lot of snobbery around champagne and people like to think, actually, no, I don't want any sparkling it, wine. If you put it
2: side by side, people get quite sniffy and think, because the price point is the same as champagne, people think, oh, yeah, we'll have champagne because they know it and the marketing has been exceptional on champagne, but yeah. not your sparkling wine
0: now. We were picking your sparkling wine because it's just lovely. Yeah, um, my father-in-law's a massive fan. He, he always whips it out at any of our little functions and stuff. So, yeah, I I... I personally prefer it as well and and actually I would go and uh, to say that I probably prefer Prosecco before I prefer champagne as well uh, yes, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you need to have such a good champagne for it to be a good champagne yeah 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 and we're, I mean you know we're not we're not wine
2: snobs champagne snobs by any means but I think um, drinking out of a can <laughs> <laughs> we're glass the thing that we are snobs about actually is is glasses the glasses do. <laughs> it, it is just, honestly, you know, people laugh at us because we say we won't, we won't go to that pub because we don't like the gin and tonic glasses. <laughs> me too. I am terrible. I am too
0: rough. old to be drinking out of shit glasses. I just yeah, can't do yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. not for yeah. me. And actually, there was a
2: whole big um, sort of saga unfolded about the, the glasses that we had on board the Fizz boat um, because I think people were expecting us to have plastic, weren't they? Yeah. And, and we absolutely, painstaking. We chose um, what we were going to have and our gin and tonic glasses were amazing great big sort of not the big high gin bowls but really low centre of gravity um, gin glasses and, and our um, fizz glasses were just lovely and tulip shapes and uh, yeah so we spent a lot of time he show you if you like yeah we'll show you go right. get glasses.
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah so carry
0: on carry on I'm so glad I'm not on my own I'm totally the same when it comes to them And honestly, if we walk into a bar and they give me this little tiny tumbler full of gin and tonic, I'm like, well this is gonna be rubbish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, we've not got
2: gin glasses, but we've got um, fizz glasses on. I'll show you our fizz glasses then.
0: (laughs) So when you came on board, that's Oh, aren't they nice. Yeah.
2: Perfect.
0: And, you know, you know, it really
2: mattered. It we, the the whole experience for us was really important um, about when people were coming on board. And, and the funny thing is, that's what everybody talked about, was not yeah. it? Yeah. You know, I think having a business background really helped um, from um, how we engaged and entertain people. We were so used to networking events that um, every party we had on board, um, it was like having a little mini networking event, <laughs> wasn't it? Where we just sort of like you know, because we had a privacy curtain. Um, and we said, you know, do you want the privacy cat? No. no, 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 we just want to chat. So yeah. we were yeah. sort of, you know, chatting as you go up and down the river. And we met some amazing people, it's really lovely.
0: nice people. Well, that's the thing, when you're running your own business, like every conversation you have is just, it can be, you know, the next best, best thing. So every time you kind of speak to someone, you don't speak to someone thinking, I'm going to get something out of them. You speak to someone thinking, could I, could I help you? Could you help me? Yeah. Do I know somebody that can help you? Yeah. What is your problem? There's definitely somebody in my network that can help. Is there someone in your network that can help my problem? I love that side of business. Yeah, me too, me too. And I think for us, that's that
2: was where the natural stepping stone to what we're going to do next came out of because it is about building relationships. It is about how you help people. It is about the wider network of doing business rather than um, what's in it for me. You know, we've never had um that what's what's in it for me um attitude. And just going back to what I was saying before about when we when we made the decision to change our mind, we talked to quite a lot of people now about our experience and our gap here of um you know about nothing being a life sentence and that you can just pivot, change your mind um, and 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 uh, you know, you're not stuck, I think, is the message that we yep. give people. And and I, I did agonize actually when we were in Dartmouth. And, um, you know, David was like, oh, God, she's crying again. Uh, because it, it, you know, I was worried what people would think. I would think, do people think we're silly or that we've been frivolous? And, and, and I had to really reframe that and really think, no, you know, what we've done is something really bold and really brave that most people don't
0: ever. Um, have the courage to do and um, now I totally and utterly agree with that I've spent the past 10 or more years um, advising the government on their property portfolio and just found as time got on as I got older as my kids got older as, as I found a heart <laughs> that I I mean there's a there's a, a beauty in saving taxpayers money like I've I've saved the government you know 50 100 million pounds you know crazy amount of money and i and i always felt great that was saving kind of tax based money that that's amazing but it, it was at the expense of small business and stuff like that and going from helping the landlords to helping the tenant it, it's i know it's less money but i'm helping i'm helping a small child get christmas presents i'm helping them get a school uniform so much more purpose to it so I totally understand that whole I'm successfully doing this why the hell would I change well c- because your heart says you need to and
2: people were saying to us so you've left Devon to come back to Bolton and we were like yeah yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah. and I can't explain it I really can't explain it other than um, it wasn't right it was not our future um, Dartmouth will very much be somewhere and um, really personal to us and we will go back and we'll go back and enjoy it as holidays, knowing so much more actually than we, we did when we were just sort of dipping in and out. But um, our home is in the northwest, and um, and I think the thing that you always say now is if we hadn't have done it, mm. it would still very much be on that vision board, and we would still be yearning, and we would still want to go and do. Um, but we've done that now, yeah. so it's 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 freed us
1: up to, to take on the next chapter. Yeah, without this sort of baggage off. One day we'll do that. Yeah. What we're going to do next is, fine right, Okay, let's do it. Let's. let's yeah. This is right. this is our next thing.
0: So, what's on the 2020 vision board then? Hmm.
1: The brilliant business network. So, for the, 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 pri- the previous prize that this spoke the sort of the, the nine ten years that we were doing the uh, the marketing, such like that, our aim was working with businesses that wanted to be good. So, it's basically, you know, there are lots of businesses out there that go through the motions and then sort of do the nine to five or or do the sort of the eight till or whatever, but they're just going through the motions. Midnight. Midnight, <laughs> midnight, whatever, it is. but it's it's a drudge, and, and, and it's not about being as good as you can possibly be, and making it an experience and, and, and something that you enjoy. At The end of the day, if you're in business, you, you should be enjoying it, rather than feeling that it's a that it's a problem. And and it's not all about competition. Of course, you want to be successful, but it's about you. You set yourself purpose, or I said it when you, you were talking about having a purpose. <laughs> and i think what we want to do is work with businesses to do we want to collaborate so we, we've got a sort of a, a mantra of ditch the pitch so it's sort of net, we're going to be providing networking opportunities at different levels and we we accept that people want to go at different levels we're going to be doing decision maker networking which will be uh, like a two-course lunch around the table with, with a with a drink and a glass of wine and, and so actually that sort of real one-to-one getting to know people and there'll also be open networking where i've just been to one this afternoon there's probably 75 people in the room, stood up with a cup of coffee and sort of, uh, whatever. We want, we want to do it differently to, to, to allow people to build relationships and collaborate. And like I said, ditch the ditch. It's not about competi- competing, it's about collaborating. Oh, that's
0: my mantra. That's the thing I throw about willy-nilly. It, I'm not here to compete, I'm here to collaborate. There's enough room for
1: all of us. Absolutely right. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. the that's the vision, uh, and so we're going to create a number of different networking opportunities for people that want to do it in different ways.
2: I think I think the thing that's key in all this for us, and you you will know this from us, that we operate, or in particular I do, um, operate well in that online world, um, and we we want to sort of build something that has this seamless transition between face to face. And online so that people can continue um, that relationship building in between because I think I think the one-to-ones are important um, in between networking but we're all busy people and um, I know sometimes people don't get around to that but if you can connect with somebody at a networking event and then you can keep that interaction going um, online in a facilitated way so not just a random way but in a facilitated Connective way, then um, the next time that you meet, you're another step further down the line. It's an ongoing conversation. Yeah, yeah. So people will say, "Oh, yeah, you know, I saw you mention that about your business," and you've got that connectivity rather than a huge gap between um, "I saw you then and now." I've not seen you for two weeks or four weeks, Um, and so we need to really um, start building that relationship again. So, and I think you get to touch more people. So that's our plan. And we, I mean, we started in January actually with um, a couple of LinkedIn local events
0: so have you ever been to a LinkedIn local? LinkedIn lo- I haven't, I'm really terrible with the face-to-face um, networking I'm great online but time and and if I'm honest, desire I'm just not I, I say on every podcast and, and, um, and it's true I'm allergic to, to dickheads so if there's any of that there I'm just so like no I can't and it it kind of I suppose I've been I was in the corporate world for such a long time and that's everywhere that I'm always like yeah yeah and if someone else tell me if the room's full of nice people and if it is I'll walk in
2: (laughs) we we had a conversation actually yesterday with a lady who's got a really prominent business in Bolton and she was saying the same thing that there is a place for something different that networking um, has become a bit exhausting as it traditionally stands for that reason that you've just said is that having to filter out and get to people that actually are on your wavelength who are interested in collaborating who see beyond who's in the room um because i think that's a real challenge is that people just see um who's stood in front of them or um forget actually that you Know you've got a big business behind you that needs lots of help and support in lots of areas, and they could probably help you with that. And um, it's very immediate for some people, isn't it? And um, networking, and I think that's
1: yeah, if there's nobody in the room that they can do business with, and they're not interested, yeah, as opposed to building a relationship and sort of that, then that, that network can just develop into it into other people and other places, yeah, yeah. And
0: that's exactly what a network is it's not about the you know whether or not that person can specifically do anything for you, but it's about having. You know a different person to do that does different things that you can go oh I know you know Tracy's yeah. a great hairdresser and you know Georgie does nails and you know just because I don't use them doesn't mean I don't know that they're brilliant and they're exactly what you're looking for and you know and, and that for me is about finding lovely people who do g- brilliant work who are nice people that you can kind of are on the same wavelength you can get on with not that kind of egotistical um you know if you give me something i'll give you something back that just doesn't warm no, it's not for me no not at all and i think uh, particularly at the decision maker level
2: that we're going to do some decision maker networking we want that to be uh, very much about um it takes time that you know you need to be in it to build the relationship and that it's not a case of you just turn up carpet bomb the room with your um business cards or leaflets and then um come back uh, the next month and say oh you know uh, networking doesn't work for me (laughs) didn't get anything (laughs) anything from it (laughs) you know you know it's it's about educating people and what we hope is that the tier below that the ad hoc sort of more informal networking, that we can educate people in that environment to move up to the decision maker sort of level of networking. So it's, it's a transition, um, really, because not everybody's ready to go and have that formal yeah. networking. It strikes a fear of God in some people, doesn't it, to, to sort of sit around a table like that. I mean, and in fairness, so
1: with the, the, the businesses that we have previously involved, the number of businesses, the number of people that I spoke to, they said our, net, networking doesn't work for in our industry, our networking doesn't work in our business. Come on, it's it's have, what you mean about having a conversation doesn't work. You're know, meeting somebody, building a relationship doesn't work. It's understanding what networking is, what, what
0: that means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, networking is for every business, yeah. and I, you know, I I, I say that to everyone. I, um, local business um, came to me the other day to um, supply alcohol to the podcast. I'm not doing this for the alcohol to be a sponsor, and they were saying, you know, we don't really do social media because you know it doesn't really work in our industry, and I was like.
1: what what
0: like that's absolutely oh no you know you don't want to bother people all the time literally five percent of your audience see your posts like you're not bothering anyone get fly out there like it is glitter like roll it around like nonsense until everybody sees it shine so yeah i think i think there is still work to be done that people just don't see the benefit of social media and that's cool because you know watch me, not a problem. <laughs> if it's not other
2: people do podcasts. Right? That people don't get it still, you know. And I think it's that, well, I don't do it, so nobody else must do it. It's that sort of... So
1: a little story about social media, From again, from our previous business, where uh, I, I went to... We, I, we didn't have a butcher that we were working with, and uh, I, I, we asked a question online, who's the best local butcher? We got sort of two or three um, uh, nominations, as it were. And so I went to see this one particular butcher. I've been around there 35 years, uh, family family butcher. Uh, and I, I got an appointment to go see the guy. And I had a conversation, told him about what we could do, what we were, what we, how we could work with them and the benefits to them and such like. And he said, yeah, all sounds great. He said, but it's my dad that actually makes the decision. So I hadn't realised I was talking to him. I sort of hadn't really. I didn't, I realised I was talking to the son. And uh, 75-year-old dad uh, wrote the cheques. So he said, "So I need to speak to my dad." And of course, it went nowhere. And this was in the spring, so Marchish time.
2: But dad said, "We have an A board. We yeah, don't it. need to do that sort of thing." <laughs>
0: yeah, and it yeah, was that's literally exactly
2: that. Yeah, it that's was.
1: Question, what? Do you
0: know why this makes me laugh so much? Because it's roughly the age of my father-in-law, and my husband and him, they run this um, amazing house building, but not like houses like I live in, but like luxury bespoke million-pound houses, and they're amazing. And this is literally the conversation I've had with mean not, not the A board, because not even an A board, like, you know, a for sale sign. Yes. But I just can't get it into either of their heads because neither of them do social media. So they both think I'm insane. But
1: well, the funny thing is, if you can get a success with it, and what, what happened with us, it got through to, I think, sort of late November time, and somebody, somebody asked us a question where's the best place to buy turkey? I don't want to buy it from the, the supermarkets. Where's the best local place to buy turkey? I thought, yeah, we'll go with, uh, with that. So I'll speak to them. So I sent it to this guy. But I, on the back of it, I, I, I called the guy that I had the meeting with. I said, look, I just wonder whether things have changed for you, where you're up to. I just recommend this guy comes to contact you because uh, he's looking for a great place to get a turkey. He said, funny you should say that. So my wife's just set me up with a Facebook page. So it might be the right time to speak again. So we went back in. Long story short, we talked to him about doing meat packs and, and sort of putting them online uh, and, uh, and sort of selling them through the Facebook page. And we had a, we've well, we been about sixteen thousand local likes, likes on our Facebook. Yeah, yeah. On our Never page. less
2: than that, yeah, but not, yeah, close to.
1: So. Kind of, like, around that sort of number. But basically, again, long story short, we, we he put these meat packs together and we launched at eight o'clock on a Monday night. And he, he put, I think it was 35, was the, the number he, of these packs that he put together. He called us at 25 past, uh, 25 past eight. And said, take the, take the advert down. He said, I've just taken so many calls, he'd oversold, and he sold something like 107 of these 35. And so he had to sort of do another seventy whatever meat packs.
2: But it's fair to say that transformed their business. Yeah. It, yeah, In so much as the it was at the time really when butchers weren't really doing meat packs, and they facilitated their customers beautifully yeah. doing it. They would, they would make
1: swaps in these meat packs they and bought refrigerated fans to deliver them. It was all
2: just it, so it was phenomenal, and I think that.
1: Is but. The, the father, the 75-year-old father, yeah. was reporting to... So this came back to us through somebody else who was, was working with us at said. I was, I was in the pub with Jason the other night and he was, oh, I said, oh, this Facebook thing, you should be on it. It's really good. And, then, you know, and these <laughs> are all a- <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. This is the guy with the A-board.
0: <laughs> A-board. A-board with yeah. a big F now. Facebook, I was <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> He'd have been sitting there going, I told everyone we should have been on Facebook for years. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I love things like that because it's so true. And I, I do understand how times have changed so much and it is harder if you're kind of a, of a different generation. There's no excuse for my husband. He's obviously just insane. But, you know, I do understand his father's logic completely. So you've told us all about your, your past and you told us all about your future. Let's tell us about your, the people that you are. So what is it that you guys love to do when you're not doing all your crazy business ideas?
1: Drinking red wine. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the odd gin and tonic.
1: Yeah, and
0: odd, yeah, odd, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the odd class of this. Yeah. I suppose,
1: realistically, we... When we were when we had our previous business before the fizz, we
2: uh, we, we didn't really do it. We didn't well, have. it was very Bolton-centric. Yeah. So because it was a town business, so we were very postcode-specific. So everything that we did revolved around the town. So, if there were events on in town, we would go to the events, and um, you know, if there was openings. We, you know, we we're, were sort of um, turn up, as we used to say, turn up to the opening of an envelope.
0: I was just <laughs> about to say the same thing. Yeah, because because but, it, but it, it became was so rigid. suffocating. Yeah. And that's why we had to get out here to
1: yeah. do something different for a year. It is quite suffocating,
0: arguments.
2: actually, when that's, you know, because you get invited to it. I, I remember um, we were, um, sort of, the next town to us is Um, and I remember going over um, into Barrie to have um, lunch one day and somebody tweeted, because we had a wrapped car, um, with like um, sort of adverts and things on it um, promoting local business and we went over and somebody tweeted I've just seen the best of Bolton Car going over the border into Bury <laughs> it was like oh my god <laughs> you know we have been spotted <laughs> it was a bit like that. and she was drinking this and she was eating this and she was doing yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but it was but, but I'm not complaining because that business was amazing we met some fantastic people people that we're still now um, in contact with and have good relationships and care back up with um, but you also sold that business didn't you I can't remember the lady's name now yeah Fazana. Yeah. yeah we sold yeah. it um, and again I'm still in touch with um, Fazana. Yeah. she's just created our business cards for our new business and um, you know because you know David, David has a saying um, and you say this a lot don't you about <laughs> leaving with the door open yeah, yeah. Um, because um, you know there are so many people that leave scenarios um, and slam doors shut
1: they dis people they're, they're, they're leaving behind and all and, that sort of thing and, and they we need to go back You can't do it
0: so you know yeah be, to be careful you're stepping on on the way up because you'll meet them on the way back down yeah yeah and so you know i think i think the people like forzano and louise that has got
2: fizzbo it's 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 working with them collaboratively um and, and being just really helpful um and vice versa you know um you know Fazana's done some work for us and, and i think that's how it should be it should be um continuous so, so
1: yes who so we are um, and, what, and what we do yes yeah,
2: it's, it's about
1: it's about building that next level, you know we're we're not big you know, I can't think of anything to say I'm, you know, I'm not i a sports person that I go. We like, we, like we like holidays, we like Spain.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, whereabouts do you go in Spain? I go to Spain every year. Yeah,
2: we tend to we tend to hang out yeah. near um Mohaca, Almeria, that side of um Spain. So quite I mean, we spent a lot of um holidays up near Granada. Um, yeah rural spain so uh, we don't speak a lot of spanish so it's not when you go to rural spain and you can't read the menu
0: and um, so no see we always go to really rural spain and we don't and i, I try and my daughter is learning spanish and i speak very slowly and they speak very fast back to me but we kind of muddle along and they you know we're just grinning and pointing and they're just really sweet to me but i, I just wouldn't I wouldn't do it any other way, I love the kind of rural Spanish, love it. We sat in a,
1: on an outside table in Alhambra de Granada one time, and the waiter didn't speak any English, and we couldn't make ourselves understood it. He just, just went, the, he just shot. threw his hands up and, and then and brought food. He just got
2: to bring food <laughs> and bring different dishes and just kept Just <laughs> food just kept going. We we're like, oh yeah, it's amazing. And I remember trying to work out what plancha meant. And we thought it was food, but actually I like, know what I know now and it's actually, you know, from the grill. <laughs> um and thinking, actually, what's plancha like? And it was before, like you could just Google things on your yeah. mobile phone, now you get translator and all sorts, and oh, it was just so different remember having an argument outside um, a shop with you trying to figure out what six eggs was what, what the number six was. <laughs> I do not remember I could count in Spanish but I took that I was saying six eggs. I said just come by five five So it's a bit like that in our holidays.
1: There's there another occasion my, my daughter was vegetarian at the time and uh, oh, we were in a second second relationship and, and so my, my daughter was on holiday with us. Who's vegetarian and going in a supermarket trying to find vegetarian food in Spain almost impossible so I was trying to explain to this I mean it's
2: not now but it was then wasn't
1: yeah, it yeah. we're talking 10 years ago aren't we probably yeah, a bit yeah. more and um, I stopped one of the assistants in the supermarket and I was trying to explain vegetarian and she was pointing at something and then she was doing this as if it was a Clucky. chicken it was chicken <laughs> so well,
2: I'm, I'm sort of stood at away because I was thinking this is just to embarrass <laughs> he's walking behind her while she's clicking <laughs> <laughs> back. and now if only had 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 a mobile
0: phone then to record it would have been so funny Oh, that would have been a meme if ever you've seen one <laughs> but yeah so
2: and she ended up with tofu so we made you get to <laughs> tofu it. that was it well, so, um, funny how things have changed actually vegetarian um, food really was not available at all um, no, no, not at all
0: yeah.
2: I think it's I think I'd, think I'd still
0: I think I'd probably still struggle where we go in Spain now <laughs> and that's yeah a good ten years different Hugo, where do you tend
2: to hang out
0: in Spain? Well I'm not going to tell you because it'll become popular then and, and I don't want <laughs> <eat> to <it> all <laughs> <laughs> but we go to uh, mafia oh okay. and I, yeah I love it I love it, it.
1: It's
0: have it been? isn't but it can't anyway but is beautiful we um, took a boat from Denia oh amazing yeah. that wasn't this year that was last year I think that was incredible although I don't have very good sea legs but it was amazing yeah. Oh, yeah pretending to be yeah. rich for the day yeah, yeah. you see legs get better if you drink champagne yeah. well I, exactly i just <laughs> i just proceeded to get drunk for the whole time and i was absolutely fine yeah yeah, so, yeah. there's clearly a method <laughs> so. there's a method to all of my madness and usually it involves a drink yeah, yeah. So. so we're coming to the end of the podcast And I finish all podcasts with and you're not gonna know this because you didn't get any of the questions. I finished (laughs) I finished all I finished all my podcasts with the eight mile moment. Now, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me and I say that loud and proud. I also love Eminem and the, and the movie Eight Mile. I just said movie, I'm not American. Film, Eight Mile. <laughs> and he does all of his rap battles by saying like the worst part about him so that his opponent can't say anything. So you two need to tell me, what is the worst part of you? You go first. I, myself, have, a, I, I,
1: have, <laughs> I
0: have a
1: rubbish memory. And I just sort of, especially if you've had a drink, and that's most time. So, you know, the, the, the conversation the next day, and again, us said, oh, I told you that last night, or, or we had that conversation last night. Okay. And it's not, it's not just always drunk, but it just, it just, it goes. Yeah. So, yeah, so rubbish memory, and uh, that's it. Yeah. Might be
0: a selective memory, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's a wedding ring problem.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and the rubbish part of me, the thing that I
2: hate about me is i cry when i'm angry <gasps> me too and i really don't want to cry i want to be angry and then i cry and i think what are you crying for you're angry so the thing is, you
0: shouldn't get angry yes well that's true yeah yeah but that it, it is it is very frustrating actually so um, yeah no i can be exactly the same i think it's an overflow of emotion and frustration frustration yeah because I'm right and you're wrong and you need to accept that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm reading
1: a book at the moment that says that it, the fact that you know you're right, you don't need to worry about what the other person thinks.
0: That's Do you know what? And I have really almost got there, actually. I'm really good now at kind of pulling myself back and uh, understanding that it's not their fault that they... Can't listen to my reasoning, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give them some time. And yeah. before I would really gloat on that, I'd be like, mm, yeah, we could have ended this conversation about four hours ago when I was right four hours ago. But now I'm like, you know, well done for getting there well awesome. <laughs> 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 oh, thank you so much for being part of the podcast and thank you so much for stepping in at last minute it's been amazing yes thank you very much i love everything that you do and i look forward to seeing more of your antics because you're always up to something crazy Yeah, <laughs> n- never a quiet moment in life yeah. Shouldn't Should no be? hell no not for me anyway thank you so much for listening to our podcast please rate subscribe and share with all of your friends and if you'd like to be on our podcast please contact us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk and if you need any property advice please contact us at the same email address thanks for listening bye